0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, Cyber Gang. December 4th, Monday, 2023. We've got a packed show this morning. I am on the road, obviously, outside the studio. As many of you can tell, and lighting just... Not a thing on on, on on this trip, unfortunately. So I do apologize. It's a bit darker than usual here. But we've got a very, very busy show for all of y'all today. So I won't waste your time. Like, waste your time. I'm going to get you right into the show. Because, folks, the United States of America and the West is at war. And that war is on multiple fronts like we've never seen before. Any other reason for this? would be interesting to challenge and happy to debate but i've woken up this morning and as i'm preparing for the show i've reached a conclusion we are at war we're gonna get right into that uh in this morning's show i don't have my traditional cup of espresso this morning obviously kind of a a a short travel period of time so i just want to join y'all in whatever you're drinking this morning, coffee cup cheers, and we're going to get right into the show. By the way, make sure to find us on your favorite social media platforms and podcast listening platforms, or anywhere you get your content. You can find us, whether it be YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, X, uh, Spotify, we're there. Let's go ahead and get started why I open with the same in the U.S. is at war. We now know that the FBI, CISA, NSA, EPA, and Israel's National Cyber Directorate on Friday published a joint advisory focusing on the threat actor responsible for the recent attack on the municipal water authority of Alquipa in Pennsylvania. The hackers who called themselves Cyber Avengers uh, compromised an ICS associated with a booster station that monitor and regulates water pressure, but the water facility Uh, said there was no risk to the water supply or drinking water. They targeted a Unitronics Vision Series PLC with an integrated HMI. Uh, Unitronics is an Israel-based company, and its products are used not only in water and wastewater systems, but also in energy, healthcare, food, and beverage manufacturing. In some cases, the PLC may be rebranded to a been made by other companies something in the industry we know is called a white label since the evil attack of Hamas on October 7th the uh Iranians have stepped up their uh cyber capabilities in fact uh it's rumored not yet confirmed that the October 7th attack was launched with cyber attacks on some Israel uh stations and sensors and IOT sensors uh, that were on the border fence between gaza and israel which essentially blinded the israelis from being able to see the attack getting in with the thousands of murderous hamas terrorists so the agency said that irgc affiliated threat actors are target have targeted multiple u.s uh, sector facilities that they rely on that rely on the unitronics vision plc since at least november 22nd the victims were located in multiple states once they compromised the devices the attackers defaced their user interface, which would make the PLC inoperable, typically with some pro-Palestinian uh, message, uh, pro-Hamas message, because Hamas is not for Palestine, as many of you already know. But that reaches a, a whole slew of victims, which span multiple U.S. states, according to the advisory. They have not said how many organizations were breached or otherwise Um However, the chairman of the Municipal Water Authority has said that when they discovered that they had been attacked on November 25th, 25th, the federal officials have told them that the same group also breached four other utilities and an aquarium. Cybersecurity experts say that while there's no evidence of Iranian involvement in the October 7th attack, there is evidence. Whoever said it's not, name your cybersecurity experts. There is 100% evidence that Iran financed this and is offering cover. For Hamas, they trained Hamas. For the several captured Hamas operatives from that day, have all admitted to being trained by Iran in some form of capacity or not. So all these experts in the Security Week article, bring them forward, bring them forward. We know Iran was at the head of the October seventh attack. They're sitting in their spot and they're running, letting all their proxies run amok. Several congressmen and senators have issued a letter to the DOJ to investigate. Americans must know that this is coming from Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman and Bob Casey, as well as Chris Deluzio, uh, all asking for a deeper interrogation into what's going on. And that topples off this week and why I say we're at war is because Iran backed Yemen Houthi rebels. These guys are rebels, y'all. These are not a military sort of things. They've got ballistic missiles that are Iranian by nature. They've been backed by Iran, causing the worst humanitarian crisis in the world, which is the one that's happening in Yemen, where over 80% of the population doesn't have food. No one talks about it, of course, because it's Sunni Shiai, and there's no Jews involved in that type of attack. Well, over the weekend, multiple U.S. warships and commercial ships were attacked by ballistic missiles and armed drones Hitting the sensitive and highly trafficked area of the Red Sea into the Suez Canal, these attacks are a direct threat to international commerce and maritime security, according to U.S. Central Command in a statement. They've jeopardized the lot of international crews. They've also obviously have hijacked a ship uh, as well. And if you've seen any of those videos, you realize the one of our SEAL teams could destroy these guys in a matter of minutes. However, the USS Carney Navy destroyer detected a ballistic missile fired from the Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen at the Bahamas-flagged bulk carrier Unity Explorer. A missile hit near the ship. Just a shortly afterward, the Carney shot down a drone headed its way. Although it's not clear if the destroyer was the target. About 30 minutes later, the Unity Explorer was hit by a missile while responding to its distress call. The Carney shot down another incoming drone. Uh, Central Command said the Unity Explorer sustained minor damage from the missile two other commercial ships the the panamanian flagged bulk carrier number nine and sophie 2 were struck by missiles as well the number nine reported some damage but no casualties and the sophie 2 reported no significant damage as well while sailing to assist the sophie 2 the carney shot down another drone heading it's in it's in its direction the drone did not damage anything the carney which is an arleigh burke a uh, class guided missile destroyer shot down multiple rockets that the Houthis had fired towards Israel as well as they've targeted the city of lot in southern Israel the Houthi terrorist organization spokesperson Yahya Sari claimed two of Sunday's attacks saying the first vessel was hit by a missile and the second by a drone while in the Bab el Deep strait which links the Red Sea to the Gulf of Eden again a highly highly trafficked area so there's that Israeli media has identified Unger as being the son of Israeli shipping billionaire uh, Rami Unger as well. So uh, there's that. And the Unity Explorer uh, firm includes Don David Unger. So they're getting intel. And these Houthi rebels are getting intel from somewhere um, that somewhere is Iran. So, I mean, I mean, I know the White House would like to just ignore that because it doesn't fit the uh, foreign policy set by it. But um, there's a time to praise and a time to put them to the test. This is the test of Biden's presidency, um, because now we know cyber and physical, as well as everything else going on in the streets, were in Michigan over the weekend. There was a group of people who were praising the Ayatollahs, hoping their rule would come to America. So if you don't think we are at war, folks, I have very, very bad news for y'all. We are at war. It's a declared war. It's been declared since 1979 when the Iranian Ayatollah said death to America and death to Israel. And since 1979 to this very day, 2023, we're nearly 2024. That's all they've been plotting, and they're now executing on these years of plans. And we ought to wake up to the fact that it's knocking on our door. Staples is confirming their own cyber attack that was behind a service outage and delivery issues. The uh, giant Office supply retailer took down some of its system earlier last week in a cyber attack to contain the breaches' impact and protect customer data. They operate 994 stores in the U.S. and Canada and approximately 40 fulfillment centers. The disclosure comes after multiple Reddit reporters posted online um, on Monday, reporting various Staples internal operations problems, including inability to access Zendesk VPN employee portals print emails, use phone lines, and more. Everything is still down. I work in a store. They've got no access to anything. There's unconfirmed reports that Staples employees have been instructed to avoid logging into Microsoft 365 using single sign-on, and that call center employees have been sent home for two consecutive days. Uh, Bleeping Computer reached out for two staples asking about the validity of these reports. The company confirmed it was forced to take protective action to mitigate what it described as a cybersecurity risk. While their stores remain open and operational, but orders on staples.com may not be processed according to the standard timeline as related to the systems being down. A similar note was posted on Staples website. So a ton of business disruption at the height of the holiday season and the fourth quarter. Technology infrastructure monitoring firm New Relic disclosed a cyber incident that impacted an internal environment. This is coming after San Francisco-based New Relic said attackers gained access to an environment using social engineering and stolen Credentials for an employee account, no telemetry or application data sent by customers when using the New Relic platform was hosted on the compromised systems. Customers confirmed to have been impacted by the incident have been notified with the recommended next steps. New Relic also noted that its investigation have covered no evidence of lateral movement from the compromised environment. However, they discovered that att- however they discovered that attackers had accessed certain customer accounts and have reset those passwords or moved API keys and suspended those accounts as well. It could, it appears that the credentials were harvested in a large scale social engineering, and credential compromise attack, which may have put New Relic user accounts at risk. In cases where they identify this, they proactively reach out to those customers. New Relic advises users to enable MFA for accounts configured with SAML, SSO, and SIM, uh, to, uh, and, and, and uh, to avoid password reuse and to maintain a good password hygiene or passphrase for those who don't know that as well. Additionally, as we head into December, 60 credit unions are facing outages to do a ransomware attack on a popular technology provider for credit unions. National Credit Union Administrator Spokesperson Joseph uh, Adamouli said that the ransomware attack targeted the cloud services provider's ongoing operations. Uh, a company owned by credit union technology firm Treelance has admitted which the ncua regulates credit unions at the federal level received incident reports indicating that several credit unions were sent a message from ongoing operations saying that the company was hit with ransomware on the 26th of november upon discovery to immediate action to address and investigate the incident which included engaging third party companies you know the standard line there the ncua is coordinating with affected credit unions member deposits that affected federally insured credit unions are insured by the NCUS, uh, NCUA uh, insurance fund up to $250,000 per account. He added that they have informed the Department of Treasury, the FBI, and CISA about the incident. Uh, Treelance did not respond to requests request for comments. Let me tell you something. A lot of these banks are all interconnected. I worked in financial services for so many years. Everything is interconnected. An attack on one is an attack on many. And that has... A, A a trickle-down effect because these credit unions essentially are owned by members in a lot of these cases. And so they also have significant challenges in getting up to cybersecurity standards. Not that they don't have any. They've got some really good ones and very strict ones. But nonetheless, their supply chains are so vulnerable because one supply chain vendor is all you need to win. Researchers have uncovered LogoFail, a set of critical vulnerabilities uh, present in the unified extensible firmware interface ecosystem for PCs. The exploitation of the vulnerability would nullify essential endpoint security measures and provide attackers with deep control over affected systems. The flaw originated in the image parsing libraries within the boot process. It impacts all major device manufacturers on both x86 and ARM-based devices, according to the Binarily Research Report that will be officially released at an event in europe this year uh, the severity of the logo fell is exaggerated by its widespread reach according to researchers noting that it affects the entire ecosystem not just individual systems here and there uh, the findings were reported via the CERT cc vince systems those anticipated vendor patches scheduled for the 6th of december that's wednesday of this week for all of y'all tuning in in tandem with the event in europe our researchers found that by embedding compromised images in the EFI system partition or unsigned firmware update sections, threat actors can execute malicious code during boot up, enabling them to hijack the boot process altogether. Because the attacker is getting the privileged code execution into the firmware, it's bypassing any security boundaries by design, like a secure boot the Intel boot guard and other trusted boot technologies are not extended in runtime. And after the firmware is verified, it just boot further, meaning they're just bypassing very, very similar to what they did by the way with solar winds. So the majority of the PC ecosystems are vulnerable to this. So expect a bunch of uh, patches coming through in the next week or so. And finally, over 20,000 vulnerable exchange servers are being exposed to attacks These are Exchange servers from 2007 that are still running, and according to the Shadow Server Foundation, over 20,000 of these servers are currently reachable over public internet and have reached the end-of-life stage. On Friday, more than half of the systems were located in Europe, while North America had around 6,000 of these servers, and Asia had 2,200 of them. So there's around 4,000 instances, by the way, of Exchange 2010 and 26,000 instances of Exchange 2013 all in all a ton of cves and a ton of risk to a lot of these organizations you should be upgrading their exchange server or moving to office 365. either way that's our show this morning we'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow 9 a.m eastern right here live on your favorite listening platform as well as if you're watching us on youtube rumble linkedin facebook or twitter now x you can catch all the latest then comments we see them we always try to reply after the show so thank you all for watching. Thanks for tuning in. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.